0: Hey everybody, it's Trevor Conner with Hearts and Minds and you're listening to the Get Mental Podcast. This show is bringing technique and tools and science and stories all together in one place for those who have a desire to making not only athletes and teams better at performance, but also making them a better human being. On this episode, we sit down with a good friend of Hearts and Minds. His name's Greg Coppins. He goes by the Instagram handle Catching Barrels and uh, Greg and I got connected back in 2018. Ever since then, We've maintained in great communication, great friendship ever since. Uh, Greg is a wealth of knowledge and he is doing things very differently in the world of baseball right now, training guys how to think and hit and really even move from a biomechanic standpoint. Guys, I'm pumped for this episode. Without further ado, let's get mental. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Get Mental podcast. I'm Trevor Conner, founder of Hearts and Minds and the Focus 5 training app. And I am with a awesome guest, good friend of Hearts and Minds, good friend of mine personally over the years. This is Greg Coppins. Greg is a biomechanics expert and uh, movement specialist. Um, If you uh, only know him based on his social media. He goes by a couple different things, but one of the big social media handles he uses is Catching Barrels, and uh, just a really good trainer, really good coach, um, and uh, impressed uh, me beyond what I was expecting the first time we met back in 2018, and uh, we'll get into that story a little bit. Again, you're listening to the Get Mental Podcast, episode six. Greg? Thanks for being here. Hey man,
1: I appreciate it. I'm um uh, honored and I appreciate the kind words. Let's get into it, man.
0: Let's do it. So all right, so let's let's do a little quick backstory. How I found you was 2018. GeoTag. <laughs> I'm is that what it was? GeoTag. I don't, hashtags. I don't remember.
1: hashtags and geotag something.
0: Hashtags, I think you were hashtagging something within a cage about like neuroscience ne- or something. Neurotraining, yeah. Neurotraining. Neurotraining. Okay. So I was on Instagram. I had a guy doing some social media outreach for me out of Cleveland, Ohio, at the time. And uh, anyway, he he identified your account and he said, "Hey, I think you should follow this account and follow up with this guy." I'm like, "Sure, why not?" Well, I was brand new to Houston, brand I didn't new. know. I didn't know that. I and, didn't know uh, that part. I just know that you reached I out. Didn't know that. I didn't know that someone flagged my
1: account in a sense.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was brand new to Houston. I'm looking to try and expand my outreach and, and get familiar with other coaches and other like-minded individuals in Houston. I know Houston's an absolute metropolis back where I'm from. And I had no idea where to start. So, yeah, his his name's Nick. And Nick uh, put me in touch, and or uh, he told me to start following you, and I started following, and I reached out. So, anyway, we yeah, I reached out, and uh, you offered after one Zoom call, that was supposed to be only 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And it turned into like most of our conversations about an hour. Oh, and a half. Yeah, for sure. At least. And, uh, and, uh, anyway, you just invited me down to the facility that you were working w- at, partnered with at the time we w- I went down there, showed up and within probably, I don't know, three to five minutes, me being in the facility, just a ghost on the wall, flying the wall in the background, just watching, observing. I was like, okay, this guy's training athletes differently. Okay. He, I, my my hour and a half drive here is fully justified. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I want to learn more. So anyway, I guess tell tell everybody, I guess, about, you know, I mentioned biomechanics, movement specialists. Um, I know you got some sweet projects and other things going on as well, but uh, I guess give people a little bit of background, help them get to know you. Um, obviously they hear from me all the time. Yeah. I want to hear- So yeah, so basically um Trev's left out the baseball part
1: of it. Um actually. So I I played um I played baseball growing up I was a high school um, I guess standout athlete um I was a courtesy pick um, in the forty sixth round um, which I passed and, and I went to junior college for baseball so it all started with baseball um from you know or all sports really I played soccer baseball basketball football which we'll get into that later I'm sure in the conversation about not specializing or to specialize at what age but um, as far as the biomechanics it was just falling in love with the way that people move in time and space. And then, um, the more that I reached, I guess, um, educate, like what I wanted to, ed- you know, educate myself on, I found books like were they just kept going back to the brain and, and, and everything was neuro and everything from like, let's say, you know, the way that someone reacts to the way that they breathe, you know, and things that we've talked about. So it started with, you know, baseball, obviously, um, your career comes to an end. Eventually anyone listening out there, you know, prepare yourself for life because your career comes to an end and well, a coach offered me a job. And, and when I went home sad, you know, cause my career's over, I, I dwelled in books and I found a bunch of good information on how I could help kids. I was invited back to one baseball field after I swore I'd never be back. You know, I wanted to do something else in life and I've never left the baseball field since. And so um, just helping young athletes not stress about whatever it is they're stressing about when they're 10 years old and 10 year olds aren't supposed to stress in sports, especially, um, unless it's a teaching, you know, type of thing. But, you know, I just found the love of helping a kid be comforted if he was too tall and that's why his body doesn't move well in space and time and that it's going to come at a later date, you know? So I think when, when I, when I invited you first, it was with Caden Wilson, who's, you know, I had since he was a young age and he was a very, very, you know, um, advanced athlete for his age at the time. And I said, this would not be, more, you know, this is the best lesson you could ever come to because Caden buys in to the to the things that maybe why you've invited me and why we want to share this with so many people. Because, you know, what you do is, is great and what, and what I do is great. I really I really feel that way and, and, and that we could help you get better in many places, you know, of, of life, your game you know, c- controlling what you can control, things like that. And and Caden was that perfect guy. So, but, but Trevor left out baseball. Uh, that's my specialty. Um, and, and then it's led to, you know, the David Wex and things like that, that we could, you know, get into if you ask any more questions. But, but no, I mean, just the, the infatuation with um, always wanted to be better as an athlete or as myself, you know, as a human and then just helping others and, and helping families and parents realize that you're worried about the wrong things sometimes, you know, and, and I might, I'm, if I wasn't in baseball or if I wasn't in my profession, I would do this stuff. You know, I catch myself having the same feelings that every parent has while I'm trying to stay out of coaching my son, right. That's, that's seven now. So, you know, about to be eight next month. So I understand. And I try to try to find that balance as I grow older of, you know, what is important now. You know what's the difference of short term goals and you know and longevity. You know long term goals.
0: And and the reason I left out baseball, yeah, is because I wanted you to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you did. So you took the bait. Yes. All right. So hey, you got a logo on your hat. Tell, tell everybody what's the, what's the logo okay. about. Who who are you? What's your yeah? So um, so I own. Uh, well, my best
1: friend started a company with me in. Uh, Two weeks before COVID, uh, we, we chose the greatest time ever to start a company, right, as, as uh, young men. But um, so I'm now, um, as of January 1st, I'm 100% owner of Leftway Labs. Um, we are a biomechanics, data collection, um, player development um, company that we work online. We work, um, we'll come and see you. You can come and see us. Um, everything is built on an invoice. You know, if you, we got to pay us for our services, it's, it's all consulted and so we help you um identify your weaknesses and we try to strengthen them we try to identify your strengths and and let you know why your strength you know why you were you know successful at whatever level you're at and then try to prepare you for the next level if that's your goal and so we we try to find your goals um being goal oriented is a, is a big part I t- i've talked to you about that as far as just the reason why we move. Right. it literally right is is at a goal orientation and, and finding goals for kids is a very
0: very important athletes in general so when we're talking we're talking movement and you you'd mentioned david weck we'll get there in a second yeah. um it, but but from a from a social media pr- profile there's a lot of people brand new that's hearing you talk they've never heard of you they've never met you they've never seen yeah. you can a tennis player improve from a movement special the specialties in the in the in the sake of like what you offer. Yeah. Can a golfer, can yeah. a basketball player, can a football player, right. like other sports. Right. And and I already know that yeah, answer yeah. selfishly, but like right. I like like how can they follow you? And I'm gonna, you know, overlay as I'm as I'm explaining here, I'm gonna overlay several clips uh from your social, yeah. kind of piece it together for them, but like I, I guess explain explain to everybody just a little bit about, you know, how athletes can improve with movement and kind of guess your philosophy
1: so um like let's get back to like uh can we make a tennis player better right like me and you and we 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 dove into that and you know from the bottom of my heart i would tell you trevor i can make a guy serve faster it's the same movement as you know the shoulder and the you know kinetic chain is the same as a is a is a baseball pitcher right and let's say you're a tennis expert i'm a baseball expert and, and if we both can agree and buy in right like the cadence you know that we see and that bring relationships like this together, professional relationships, to to just get to the next level. But the answer is yes. I mean, Dave, um, David Wick is is my mentor. He's a great friend of mine. I talk to him daily to weekly, and he definitely um validated that and, and for me that yes, I mean, if 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 a tennis player, and I'll say this, I, you know, I don't know the audience exactly, right? I hope there's tennis. Uh, baseball, there's every sport, volleyball, basketball, soccer, golf, whatever it is. Um, I hope that, you know, Dave and I can get more questions from people like you that say, can I get better here at WEC Method? Or can I get better here at Leftway Laps or with Catching Barrels, right? Like my Instagram, you know, whatever that people know me from. And the answer is yes, because we know about your body. We know what you want to do. And if we don't know what you want to do, we will study that with mocap, slow motion camera, and we will study that with our expert friends right? We have a network like you have a network and, and, you know, and the kids that are listening or the families that are listening, y'all have a network. And, and how
0: are you using that network? Because um, it's there. Talk, talk specifics if you can on improving movement. You mentioned, you mentioned on tennis on like serving harder, but like we we talking like recovery with footwork and we talking anticipation reaction what what i would say is
1: like let me take it like the furthest right like whatever i said i hope there's tennis players listening um that if you did the same plyo work like which are sand weighted balls that you know we we throw with it causes less torque on the elbow and the shoulder athletes um throwing heavy objects than lighter objects and you know tennis elbow and and tommy john surgeries and those are very popular so we, me, at Leftway Labs, and and some others of uh, you know my mentors or my my colleagues, we believe that if you threw the plyo balls in, in baseball form, right? Like if you just learned our drills, you will serve harder within a two to six week period if you ran our program, right? And and we believe that to the fullest like extent possible. And I would need science data, I would need everything to prove me wrong, and then I would change. But but what we know as of now from from the bottom of our hearts training with pros to amateurs and kids is that if you want to serve harder you can throw plyo balls every day like a baseball player and you will serve harder you can jump higher if you're a basketball player whatever it may be
0: so did i just hear this that you're literally offering an invitation to a handful of tennis players wanting to serve harder yeah okay all right all there right, if i'm hearing yeah. that right all right, so you, you know hey, the answer key, you know the
1: answer to this before because uh we have a we have a you know, G, our 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 mutual athlete G that I met through you. Um G has a very busy schedule and he's very good and you know he's he's got a lot of growing to do at his university, but he could be a very good athlete. His dad was a very good athlete, let's just say, right? G could buy in if we live closer together, you know, like if I was an hour away. And and I could, you know, work a deal out with, with G, I would think that he would serve and, and that kid rips, right? Like he was up to one twenty one at seventeen. And and all I can say is is that Miles Miles per hour. Per hour he was one seventeen serves, uh one elevens to one twenty ones. He was I mean, what do you guys you know, whenever y'all are going T serves and things like that, he was I mean, he was ninety five to make sure it was in. He was and I don't know much about tennis. He was up to one twenty one at seventeen. and that's that's so, absurd to me because I do watch we've, sports. We've only
0: we've only mentioned though tennis. What can a golfer? So game?
1: golfer from WEC actually is a big part of of some of our sales is because of the.
0: Hang on, hang on, pause. Who is David? So, Weck? so
1: David WEC um, invented the Bosu ball. If you don't mind, you mean to grab one? It's right here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Grab
1: it. Here we go, so Dave. Oh. So Dave invented this. I'm sure everyone's seen the blue one, the blue BOSU ball. That's like yeah. at every gym possible, right? Every college possible. And then these are the new ones that Dave has, right? So these are the BOSU balls. Dave invented this years and years ago. And, um, a bunch of, you know, data was released that it's, it's, uh, it made you weaker. And it was a bunch of falsified data by some, uh, national strength and conditioning, you know, certificate, you know, certified guys, Releasing fake data that were sued and reprimanded, and, you know, blah blah blah. But basically, Dave stuck it out. He's one of the greatest. Um, he is the best and the greatest biomechanist
0: that I know in the world. And if and and how do people learn more about Dave? How do yeah, they so follow just, him? Like where's so he at? So
1: follow Dave. It, it, he's very out there. He's he's the coolest, craziest, beautiful mind ever. And if you follow his page, continue to follow it. It might be weird at first. But Dave is challenging every piece of movement. And Dave has proven things like we run with weights on us faster than we did without weights. And so we say that again, we run faster when we are holding things or we run faster whenever we are, you know, not just our principles there, we're using these tools for principles right. to learn them. And then, yeah. And, and then we, we have mocap. We have Michael Johnson, the fastest man in the world at a time. We have Usain Bolt. We have you know Deion Sanders. We have you know you know the MJP Academy. You know through your guys, like everyone understands it. It's just that it's being taught wrong in the textbooks. And Dave challenges that. You can follow Dave at, at David Weck, the real uh, or the real David Weck on Twitter now, I believe. But um, David Weck owns Weck Method or Bosu, but you could just look at uh, WeckMethod.com and we have um from you know i'm a running specialist so i'm i'm a running specialist with WEC. i'm level 2 and i'm a rotational specialist and that goes back to golf which you know one of our products this product right here one um like golf digest you know product of the month you know what is that um, product this is the rnt club the weighted clubs that we use okay. with a, like a sam and them. so we use these for baseball
0: okay. we use these for tennis we use them for and golf so, and- and say that again. You said you said that one Golf Digest.
1: Yeah, I, b- I believe it. Um, you can quote me on this. I know it won an award in Golf Digest. I don't know how many times, but I want to I want to say that it was, um, and and is notarized in Golf Digest and similar blogs or whatever that you know some of the golfers that keep up with
0: you know um, what they're doing. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I I so I've been. Uh, courtesy of you as well but i've been following Wack for about 3 4 years i've had a couple conversations with him on the phone trying to link him with different in- professionals and industries but to... anyway um yeah i've been following him for years um I'm a big fan of his work of from a movement right. standpoint of he, he's he's putting out so much common sense it actually hurts my yeah. brain because I was I, I think I think I left velocity on the I table. told
1: you that that if you ever go meet him in person and you ever go to um WEC method, if you ever go to the lab, what we call it the lab, if you ever go there, you have to walk out every fifteen to thirty minutes to an hour because it just hurts your brain. It's so much and, and the and the biggest <laughs> thing you it. said was common sense is that you know, this bracing the core and I'm not talking crap about anybody out there. I'm just trying to advance the you know, the movement and that's what I do for a living. But this brace decor that I was taught that's being still taught is just not true. And the guy that moves maybe the fastest might have a smaller, let's call it center of gravity or center of mass or a tighter spiral, but he's still double down pulsing and these things we talk about. And so it's like, you know, Dave has just really opened my eyes with common sense. And and the thing is is that you know, I follow a lot of people. A lot of people follow me. I'm always looking for the next best thing. I'm trying to invent the next best thing, right? Like, you know, some of the things go on in my life, but, you know, ultimately Dave brings common sense. And whenever I saw him, no matter how out there, you know, or in your face or how kind he is, you know, like he's such a kind man at the same time with all of, you know, his, his post and how he attacks the industry and just wants everyone to be honest and 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 to you know advance through the data through the science through the cameras you know the clock doesn't lie that's his one of his favorite lines the clock doesn't lie why does everyone come here get faster and 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 you know why is that not happening with y'all unless it's this story out of a book you know that was written maybe 20 years ago and every college student athlete out there that's trying to major in kinesiology might not know that and that's okay. That's okay.
0: Right. So so we're going on a different trail, which I have so much fascination right. in. Bringing it back to baseball for a moment. All right. So if I'm hearing this right, all athletes, and I kind of already know the answer, but all athletes are able to benefit from some of the work that you guys are doing, especially partnering with WEG. Yes. In the sense of helping athletes move better. Yes. Okay. So I'm hearing that and I've, I, yeah, I've, I've seen it firsthand, helping some athletes move better, um, personal, you know, personal antidote, you know, experience of seeing it. Um, so one of the questions I have though, um, back to baseball, cause y- you are coaching, you're coaching on a consistent basis and you're in cages, you're working with athletes, uh, helping them develop swings, uh, again, catching barrels. That's how I found you uh originally the the original. Um I have a handful of questions. You want to go through a lightning round real quick? Let's
1: go. I'm
0: ready. All right. So get a handful of questions. And I'm I'm really trying to connect with different coaches, different industries all around the US and kind of hitting them with the the same common questions. And the reason why is because I want to see is there consistency among coaches or are there coaches doing things a little bit different? Because what I'm actually secretly doing I'm wanting to learn from.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, cause if you're ever, uh, I think it's like everyone, you know, has heard this once, it's like, you know, um, as you get older, especially like, if you're ever following a large crowd, you're probably doing the wrong thing. You know, like it, it takes leaders and it takes people to stand out to, you know, not just um, stand for higher moral things, but to, to advance anything in life. Like you're probably going to seem crazy, you know? And I heard I heard a guy say, if you're running down a freeway against traffic with your shirt off, you're crazy. But if you have 25 guys to 100 guys behind you, it's a marathon. Mm. Yeah, and so that's that good. stuck with me, right? And so I, I love that. And um, and, and that's what it is. Is is, is that you've got to get, you know, the 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 marathon. The guys that believe in you and that you believe in, and and just search for, you know, get better every day. Like like, and, and be honest yeah. with yourself. That's the thing. Is if you can understand, not everyone's is is intelligent or is as talented or is this and that as the other guy, but like if you can handle the information and it's out there for you to change, and and I think that if you want to go to the next level, no matter what it is, whether it's business or, or sports, you have to change. You have to you know stop doing the things that made you successful at twelve. You because this is now you know. 16U or 18U or college baseball or professional, whatever it is, right? We, we've seen, you know, every level of that. And so, you know, I mean, when a pro tells you the same thing that a 12-year-old tells you, you know that it's mental, right? And that's why I work with you and I work with guys like you because, you know, like, hey, bud, you're in your own head and, and maybe you should talk to Trevor or maybe you should, you know, like you can drive a ball to right field, you play in A. you know, like don't talk to me like a 12-year-old. Right. So I think it's 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 right. a lot of that,
0: you know? So, perfect segue into where I'm wanting to go with question wise is uh, I and I fair warning I've only given Greg maybe five minutes maybe three minutes even to just glance over questions. So this is so fresh to him, and the reason why is because I don't want somebody to just set ponder and come up with their best cut answers. Right. Like, you know, from 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 a prepared standpoint. I mean, everything we do from hearts and minds. Our podcast is real. And all the guests that we have on, I drop, you know, if I'm going to be asking a handful of questions, I only drop it to them two minutes before. Why? I want to see how they also respond under pressure. So a couple of these questions are also about pressure. So Greg, you're in the hot seat. Let's Let's roll. Number one, um, how do you help athletes stay composed when they are going to be anticipating pressure filled moments? How do you help them stay composed? Um
1: that's a great question I love that question out of the two minutes I got to read that was my favorite one was the first one um so depending on
0: the age obviously is is, is gonna be a factor for me um give me a give me a seasoned athlete you know a collegiate and above give me well, a I want to give you, you, know, you an, ex- I give an example
1: of, of a 12 year old cured of a 12 year old kid during development versus a professional athlete so like all right so like works. a 12 year old athlete and the bases are loaded and we could win if, if we have no outs and we need one run, I could bunt the next three guys and we're probably going to win, right? Or I could pull all three of those kids aside that are feeling pressure right now and that are feeling, you know what I'm saying, like that that moment that we all we love in sports, you know, right? And and I could say, hey, bud, and I've done this before. This is a real fact. I can, Caden Wilson, the guy you met, Mason West and Hayden Laughlin, they're still still very, very good athletes and friends and family of mine. All three of them one time, this is a true story. I walked up to them and I said, guys, we can bunt right now, all three of you. They bat leadoff, two and three-hole, and the base is reloaded. And I said, we can bunt right now and win, or y'all can all three have the green light and hit and develop and learn how to win or lose for your baseball team. And they all wanted to hit. You know what that lefty did to us? strike four strike two strike three strike one strike two strike three strike one strike two ball wow. one, strike three sit us down all game right so Dude. it was like you know at a 12 years old i think that you know winning is important because you have to have a winner or a loser and you have to teach these you know these morals that sports give us and these these lessons that sports give us but at the end of the day with the money in the in the area of what we're probably speaking about it's about development not winning And so there's two different tiers to it. There's that tier to it. And then as a professional athlete, I would dive into more of what you do. Like we're looking for, you know, breathing routines or we're looking for, you know, um, like like um, having a whiteboard at the house, you know, with with short term, midterm, long term goals, Um, holding yourself accountable in any way, whether that's an alarm clock because you're more disciplined than the next guy. And that's that's all you need is an alarm clock, you know, or you know, the old, the military making your bed every morning, you know, just having small victories to build off of when you're at that level, because you're going to struggle in the MLB. You're going to struggle in MLS soccer. You're going to struggle on the tour and golf and in and, and every other sport along the yep. way. So it's about for me, to, if, if I actually got to speak to you right before that moment, I would tell you, breathe and enjoy this moment because you're going to fail or you're going to succeed. that's the only two things right now right and like live it and learn from it if you fail and feel the top while you can because it doesn't happen very often and 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 that's amazing and about that but like you're you know i'm a a bat flip guy like if you had a home run in, in the bottom of the night flip the bat all the way to the sky and these these old guys need to hush you know because you don't know that feeling man that that feeling of Of getting it done whenever they also tell you you're a hall of famer if you're only good 30 percent of the time as a hitter right but then they get mad at you when you do it in the ninth inning down by one so now it's like a, a point something chance and then you do it and you show some excitement and they're they're ejecting kids in college for it so to me it's like what level are we at and how can i calm you down and let you enjoy this moment that you've prepared for and that i a lot of times have helped you prepare for, right? Like if I'm working with high school athletes that I've coached or a, a college guy that's in town for a summer league, right? Like how can you, well, we're prepared. We're not nervous, right? So
0: here's what I hear. I hear calm. I hear you're either going to succeed. You're going to fail. And I hear when successful, ride the high, ride the Good. wave, And when you're, when you fail, what can I learn? And,
1: and that's like, those are the main things. The the, the best thing about that conversation is you're going to fail. You're going to succeed. They're both. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially at the development age, especially that, you know, as we're talking about the younger kids, um, as a professional athlete, like my buddy, you know, Chris, that plays in the MLB, he fails, he loses his job. Right. So there's, there's levels to it, but you know, at the end of the day, like you're blessed to be playing in the MLB you're blessed to be having this opportunity go live it go live it go fail go succeed go whatever happens happens and like yeah. if you're prepared if you're really prepared you know then then you have to understand the the beauty of sports that it is all circumstantial it's a little okay. bit of like
0: so fuck. so you're prepared. so so how do you how do you communicate that then to a 14 to 16 17 year old you talk to him not kid, but not not the kid, but the mom oh, and dad, well, yeah. because because mom and dad, right, are are very much a part of the right. piece. Um, I I share this with parents whenever I do parent workshops. The two two of the most important things that you could ever tell your kid when they finish uh, any competition or any sport is I love you. I enjoyed watching you compete, and you shut up for the next two hours, and you just don't say anything, no matter if it was the most horrible performance ever. Those are the two and the most powerful things that you could ever tell a kid. Well, what do you say to a 14, 17 year old, you know, age range kid? They're being collegiately recruited, scouted, and mom and dad are living and dying mentally on little Johnny has to compete, little Susie has to do better. And perhaps they've had a string of, well, they're not hitting right. very well, they're not playing very well. How do you communicate that back to mom and dad and get them on your side in the sense of, Hey, we're after development, and your kid's having great, great approaches, great cuts, great swings. How do you communicate?
1: Yeah, so it? like, like we track everything, you know. So as far as like, hey, his barrel speed's gone up. His is he's getting faster. We could we could point that out to the parents and show that they are getting better. But yes, for the for that, I know exactly what you're what you're touching on right now, and the answer is is to talk, is to communicate, and say, you know, at the end of the day. Is it important for you right now for him to succeed at twelve U or for him to succeed at 17U? And then they will have another question and they'll, you know, go on and I'll, you know, about whatever it may be. Every every parent's different. I've I've had some of the craziest, wildest cussed out, and I've had parents that are the most understanding. And, and and so what I would say is is that we have to talk to these parents before they sign up and know what they're getting into. And that, you know, that we are here to make your athlete better than he was yesterday. And if if um, I don't tell the and I'm gonna be kind of blunt here, but I don't tell them how to do their job and, and I don't expect them to tell me how to do my job. Now they're paying customers and so they have a say so, right? Like to an extent. But whenever you've signed a contract or you've paid us, you know, for a service and we're telling you those are really good swings. Sometimes you get a lot of line drives right at guys. Mom, he's not batting one fifty. He's batting 150 with a lot of hard hit balls and no strikeouts. We try to find the good things that these athletes are doing. And then we try to, you know, communicate that to the parents and say, hey, look, this is what it is. You know, there's 12 year olds that are more advanced than the other 12 year olds and they throw a lot harder. But that doesn't mean that, you know, at 15, when everyone's a you know, young man, that your kid is not more skillsy. And then the strength comes and all of a sudden you have left that kid in the dust, and it's like he doesn't even finish playing high school baseball. So I see parents worry about kids that maybe you and I know that kid might not even play varsity baseball one day. And they're jealous or they're envious or they're expecting their child and projecting some of this energy to their children that is not real. It's completely made up. It's social. And, you know, ultimately, we're we're focusing on one sport. And like that sport, you're telling me you want to play it for 10 to 15 years because if they're 12 they they're and they played till they're 22 and graduate college, 22, 23, 24, they played for 10 to 12 years. And so like, you're telling me you want to play for 10 to 12 years, but you need results right now against a kid that has already went through puberty, let's say. Right. And that's not realistic. And so we can shut it down like that kindly, but at the end of the day, bluntly, there's the door, there's the door, you know, and like, and trust this because your kid is getting better. And, 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 and a lot of times. Does the kid want to be here? Yes. I
0: think, he, I think you had a really brilliant point in there. You, you, several. But one really want, big one that sticks out. And we do this a lot with our athletes. When we're working with them in the very beginning. Is we have an upfront agreement. Upfront contract. As to what it is that we're working on. What is it that their goals are oriented around. And that leads everything. I wish I I wish I possessed the magic wand. It would make my life so much easier. Right? But unfortunately I just don't. Unfortunately. I don't. I wish I did. Um you know I, I, I get asked sometimes, you know Trevor, how many how many sessions do you think it's gonna be for to really help my athlete? I'm like, truth be told, I don't know. Yeah, I mean I I just this past month I've had uh, an athlete I've done two or three sessions with, to be honest. They're thriving now. They're absolutely dominating. It's kind of rare. Yeah. Like it doesn't happen all the time, but
1: everyone has that's honestly awesome, everyone right? has different different issues or different funks to work through, right? And like some of the funks for sure. Like like I, I say this all the time to parents that are looking for the, you know, hey, gee, do you know a, a team that we could try out for this summer? You know, and a lot of times, you know, or should we leave a team? That's actually the question. Should we leave a team because we're not getting this or that and we're, you know, I feel like they're falling behind. And I say yes. Sometimes the the a fresh start is all you need, and like the fresh, I've seen right. more success stories, hands down, on fresh starts. So people praise me all the time. You know, like man, gee, till my kid got with you, you know, he couldn't do the no, no, he was always that good. He was he's that kid. Right. I showed him a couple things. Yes, I made him better. Yes, I gave him an approach or whatever. Yes, but right. he, what what right, happened right. was is that he found a coach that believed in him because he's showing up right and and he's investing in his parents are investing in him and then he's um you know like like that's it like like show up and and get better because it's that simple to me you know i mean it's it's there's there's no problem and i think that the parents find a problem out of love not in a bad way a lot of this stuff is natural it's and that's why we have a job we can communicate these things to parents So that their athletes are more successful, you know, sooner. But, you know, one kid can come to me and give me, he hits a home run that weekend. Am I the reason why he hit a home run that weekend? For me, no. But but did the reset give him a better mindset the next tournament that he played? Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. then guess what? Whenever coaches like you and I that have spare time can show up for these athletes and go watch a game, right? Like, I know you do that. I do that it don't be surprised when they ball out for you, you know, because they, they, yeah. they, they there is resentment and it's okay to have like uh not a hatred towards an old coach or anyone that's cut you, but you know, like, like that can move you. And like, whenever that guy that believes sure. in you sitting right there now, and you think he's better than your other coach, let's say, right? Like, let's say I like coach G better. I like coach Trevor better, you know, like they're kids and their brains will take it to a level that we never meant it meant, meant for it
0: to go to. And they succeed, and and whether that takes one session or fifty, yeah, we talked. We we actually just recorded a global coaching call within our app uh, right before this, and one of the tips I was given tonight was about raising the emotional energy. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking. Um, <laughs> in in yeah, environment plays a tremendous role, but uh, really comes down to can you. Can you raise that emotional environment or emotional environment? You got me on the word emotional energy and willingness to compete at a yeah. high level. I, and uh, the best, the best performers competitors have that gear. Why? They, it, it's a choice. They choose to go there. They choose to go to that level. Yeah. And right? and that can be socially
1: from their background. Um, It can be the neighborhood they grew up in. It could be, the dad that they had it could be the the dad they didn't have right like it can, like you know one time i was telling you this story one time me and me and a coach we were coaching 11 year old kids and we never yell at the kids right and and my partner started like yelling at the kids and i
0: said, "Hey, man. I remember this I said, story. chill
1: out dude and then and then um <laughs> he's a, yeah. he, he didn't have his father in his life my father wasn't always there i have a great dad love you dad but he wasn't always there and and so like we sat back and he goes not one kid on the field has a father at his house. And we were like, wow. whoa. So like that, we felt, oh my gosh, like, look how much responsibility we have and how much our words, you know, mean to these kids because they literally have no other male figure other than maybe an uncle or cousin. Right. And then how good is that person in their life? We don't know. And we don't have time to ask. Right. It, it a kid can't worry about that. We have to be better and not, yell at these kids the wrong way. But we can
0: raise that environment. We can raise that 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 and in that moment, in that moment, it changed from this is went from baseball to now this matters a lot more. This is life. Yeah. Bro, that's the hearts of minds yeah, mission and right there That's
1: why we connect because you know like I'm just, the the biggest thing I'm proud of is not anything other than the the people that do think that like we helped them immediately. And that's like, maybe, maybe we did. And maybe we, maybe we did, maybe we're created what we do and, and God has blessed us and, and talents and, and we're using that right. But you know, that keeps me moving, but there's not like three, I don't know how many it is. 300 kids are in college and and some of other programs have helped those kids as well along with me. But to just know these families, to know these kids, to be a part of some of them, all of it, and some of them, you know, a tenth of it. Some of them, I just coached them at USA Baseball, you know, because I'm blessed and they're blessed, right? We're both good at what we do and we we linked up. And, and it's like, man, it, there's nothing more satis- you know, satisfying than to see a kid that didn't have a father or a kid that was struggling at these ages and almost quit, you know, and then they figure it out. and And all of my 10-year-old kids, 9-year-old kids are now seniors in high school to even seniors in college now you know, from that age group. And I feel old, like Zane, like Morehouse, like he's a senior at college. And some of my kids, you know, even before I met, you know, met Zane four years ago, like they, it's just, it's crazy that they're at the same college now. And and I've known the other kids six years longer. Right. And and to see them compete against each other or be on the same team. And it's like, man, we did it. Like we did it. Like we, and all of it, like the parents too. And that's why I think we need to educate the parents. And I hope any, you know, any parents listening, don't take this the wrong way, but that like you guys are searching for a service. We offer a good one. Um, if we don't offer a good one, you know, um, you, don't come back. We can work out a deal. We're good people. You know, it's like we, we track everything from the cameras to the how hard he hit the ball to blah, blah, blah. You know, we we can do all that and show that he's getting better. And if that's not up your, you know, up your alley, that cup of tea, then, you know, will we'll help you even find another place that is that's another thing i'm big on is if this doesn't work out i have friends mm-hmm. and i have i have easier programs i have programs that cost more money less money whatever out of town in town you know let me know how i can help you so i'm not wasting your time you're not wasting mine in that we're doing what's best for the kids the future of our country right.
0: the future of our sports the uh I was going to ask you an advice-based question. I think I'll ask it a little differently, though. So, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Um, What I would actually originally planned, but, I mean, this always happens to us. We're just going to have to have you back for another episode. Um, what, uh, What advice would you give younger coaches getting into coaching industry, doesn't matter what sport it is, or even parents, What advice would you give them about teaching their athletes how to think under pressure? Or at at what point would you encourage them? Because, again, you and I, we've known each other for several years now. What point would you encourage them to reach out to us? And can even, the from your perspective, can the, let's see, I'm putting you on the spot. Can even the youngest level amateur athletes benefit from working with mental training?
1: Yes, I think that mental training is no different than i mean parents we have to do what we have to do i'm a a father and so we drop our kids off at daycare or we drop our kids off at school or whatever and, and and adults are advising them all day for eight hours a day sometimes and so like yes your youth athlete can come to our environment and get better and think better and be told things like, Hey, you better have good grades in, or your mom is not going to, you know, like, you know, if they're eight, you know, Hey, you better have good grades. I'm going to be checking with mom. Even if you're not, you know, like you're just teasing, you know, just to instill good values. But yes, every, every human, you know, not even just in athletes needs someone that they can talk to, that they can explain their problems to their, their, what they think is a problem, maybe a solution for another guy. And, and, and so it's like, I think that no matter what age, and every kid gets at a different age, right? Like, you know, my my nine-year-old daughter um, is more mature in certain areas than my seven-year-old, and my seven-year-old is more mature than my nine-year-old in certain areas. So kids get different things at different areas and different times of their life with their with their experiences. So I would say that, yes, all athletes, you know, at whatever age need to come whenever I'm big on purpose. Like, like so find – like, if this is what you want to do, and parents, if your kid and, and you wait, if your kid wakes up and he talks about baseball or tennis or golf or chess or dancing or whatever it is, you should pour everything you have into that, you know, financially that you can afford without losing the roof of your head, the food and the, and, the, and the necessities, because that's what they're going to succeed at. And that's where they're going to be able to face challenges and bounce back. And that's, and, and so it's like to me, finding a purpose in, in whatever age that is. Is whenever you're ready, whenever they eat for so some of the guys that we work with, Trev, that are older, the ego of in and, and, and Morehouse brought this up about ego, about some of these guys think that, you know, mental training or yoga is, you know, soft, you know, like, you know, and kind of old thinking. And really, it's like, no, yeah. it's not and our guys that throw the ball 100 miles an hour, do it, you should do it, too. So it's, it, it's, you know, it's different ages for, for you know, to me my opinion is is an 18 year old might be dealing with ego while an eight year old might just not be ready for it right and then and, right. and that but that eight year old um if he comes to our environment he will have a good time he will get better um he will um have exercise right like he'll be it's a healthy you know thing that it's a healthy choice and it's an extracurricular activity outside of school and, and so it's like what what age are we talking about because There's so many benefits to a youth athlete coming to an environment, whether that's FaceTime and you're teaching them how to focus and listen and and talk on the phone or, you know, FaceTime, because that's kind of normal for their age group. Right. Like it's not a face to face like it was were little. And so it's just there's there's so many small social cues and social things that you can pick up by just coming to an advanced way of thinking. And I would say that what, what I'm proud of is, is that, you know, God has given me a great brain and, and, and great vision, like as far I can see good. And, and I'm, I'm proud of that. And I'm, and I'm thankful for that. And so it's like if you can come to our environment where we think a little differently and, and we ask questions and then we try to solve those answers every day, bringing up what every day that man wakes up trying to figure out the next best thing or what he did wrong to correct it. And that's our job to me, Trev, like is, is to, to find what age are they ready and to be there when they are
0: and, you know, when they are ready. You make a really interesting point. I've got a, I got a handful of athletes where, um, and kind of round this puppy up a bit is I got a handful of athletes who they're committed they're they're locked in They're full they're full on 10 out of 10 commitment level they're ready to rock and you know it's amazing they're the ones that see results the yeah. quickest why is that a it's surprise it shouldn't mezzo. be you know um getting athletes to get to attend though that's a challenge and but I, I i i put it back to them of would you ever show up to practice and expect your coach to give their, you know, from, from a coach's perspective, would you ever expect that coach to give you a 4 out of 10 effort, a 4 out of 10 commitment level? And you ought to see the athlete's eyes when they look at me and they're like, what are you talking about? No. I'm like, interesting. So why should they tolerate that? Why should they accept that? Why do, should they put up with that? Yet, when it comes to mental training, if you truly want to get better, that's what we expect. We expect you to be at a 10 out of right. 10 commitment level. And when that happens, man— cool stuff happens really cool stuff happens um uh, by the way the youngest athlete i've ever worked with is a eight-year-old uh junior downhill skier junior you told me a little, i think yeah, barely told me about that before yeah and and beyond it really what it was is about i don't know during that 30 minute session 10 minutes was spent working with the athlete pretty much like playing like different fun games and interaction yeah, yeah. stuff and doing different bio biomechanic or bio biofeedback stuff um them seeing some graphs move and seeing their breathing cycle, them learning about their heart rate. I mean, cool stuff. The other 20 minutes was spent talking with mom, teaching mom how to encourage um, the daughter at home and and, and also on the slopes because I'm, you know, I'm not there training with them. But, um, Greg, this is yeah. fun. When do you have your All back? I right. love it we're just flat running out uh, up against a hard stop here, but we're, uh, we're going to have to do the um,
1: Joe Rogan two hours. And if you love us, then you'll listen. And if not, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get a new that, episode or, or I would,
0: I would love that. That, I mean, we'll, we'll ha- we'll definitely have to do that. And uh, you, you've just got, every time I talk to you, I'm always picking up new things and, uh, uh, new stories, new nuances of, and I, and I know you're, you're always learning and that's part of, uh, I think that what makes you special is um, you've got this deep drive and desire to constantly look for ways to improve. Um, I don't think the word mediocrity sits very well with you, and I think that's one of the unique bonds that we have, even though we've never really talked about it. Is, uh, um, yeah, I I don't like being average. You know that whenever
1: I battle the same things that some of our athletes battle, that I'm going to call you. I'm going to call. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to vent. And then it's it's time to stop being a baby and it's time to be a man. You know, get it done right, figure it out. But but no, I mean, this is definitely fun, and I hope whoever's listening, um,
0: if, if you could follow me, I'm at catching barrels at catching barrels. Thank you. I was about to ask. I was about to ask how how do they get in touch? How do they yes. follow you? Catching yes. barrels. Catching
1: barrels on Instagram. It's catching catching with no G on Instagram. I mean on a uh, uh, Twitter so okay. it's catching barrels or catching barrels and i would love for you to follow me my email my website all that stuff's on there um we mostly do consult like we, we consult first because every athlete's different Or if you live in a different city or state sure you know don't be afraid to reach out send an email send a text message if my phone number's on that on that send an email whatever it is get a hold of me um through instagram at catching barrels and then Leftway Labs is will be in my profile, but
0: just catching barrels or Greg Coppins. Um, yeah, and, and we'll throw it up on screen for everybody. Yeah, no worries. Um guys, this is Greg. Uh this is episode six of the Get Mental podcast. Hey, uh, last thing, and this goes to everybody out there listening as well, is if you haven't heard by now, if you're just tuning into the Get Mental Podcast and don't know, we do have a free training app out there on it's market. Awesome. It is found in the App Store, found in the Google Play Store, and Greg's a part of that as well. Um, and we've got several partners actually starting to really fill in, and they're hearing about what we're doing. We're after we're after creating a movement. There's been two major problems in the field of mental training over the course of the last 15, 20-plus years, perhaps even longer, and that is affordability and accessibility. Okay, the affordability piece, I wanted to solve that. I wanted to be able to provide a resource to athletes all across the world not just North America, but all across the world. And athletes can plug in. Uh, currently we've got athletes representing over 17 countries in our app right now, close to over 200 athletes. Um, and we have, I believe last count, Greg, we have over 20 professional athletes in as well, as, uh, on our global coaching calls tonight Added a 12 year old golfer amateur. And I love this kid to death. He's got a heart and a desire to become a champion, get on the PGA nice. Tour one day. Um, And when you got that kind of heart and zeal, man, it it is so encouraging, so much fun to watch. Um, But anyway, again, our app is 100% free. No strings attached. We don't want anything for it. If we can help you, we want to instant DM access, live coaching calls on Sundays. If we can help further from a one-on-one perspective, great. We engage in those things. But uh, feel free, plug in, log in, create an account, get plugged in today. It's Focus 5. Mental yeah. fitness. The number, the number, the number. With that five, being right, said, it's focus five. Number yeah. five, numerical yeah. five. Yeah, I'll flash it on the screen here. But uh, with that being said, guys, hey, this is going to wrap up episode number six of the Get Mental podcast. I'm Trevor Connor, founder of Hearts and Minds and the Focus Five Training app. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate you being here. We're going to have you back, and uh, we're going to do an extended dish, maybe a part two. Yeah, part man,
1: three. dude, I appreciate it. Honestly, um, always <laughs> I appreciate everything you do for me and anyone listening. Trevor is the man. He will definitely put you in the right direction, and if there's anything I can do, I'm just blessed to be a part of the of the journey and of the story and the testimony, and yeah. I think that we're really doing some good things. So y'all definitely stay in tune with uh, Trevor and stay in tune with me. Like, come on, catching barrels on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Appreciate All it. All right, thanks, bro. great. Thank
1: you so much.